Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, sign, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Scott Lewis on the line, and he's CEO over at Spartan Investment Group. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Happy to be back on. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to have the band back together. This is one of our very special uh, uh, Union 2020 episodes. This is, And for everybody that's listening that hasn't heard one of these episodes yet, um, this is where I, I bring on a guest that I had on in the past that I just had so much fun talking to him and got so much out of it that I, I bring him back. Uh, so, I, so just when you thought you were getting away, Scott, I, I got you back. Uh, <laughs> um so I want to assume that all the people that uh, that um, are listening now heard your first episode. So I do want to go into um, a little bit more about what you're doing over at Spartan Investment Group uh, just as a primer. So let's start there. So tell us a little bit more about the business. Outstanding. Thanks, Adam. So Spartan Investment Group is a full-service syndication firm. And what I mean by full-service is we kind of do it soup to nuts. We control our entire value chain from the identification and acquisition of properties to doing any of the construction that our value add opportunities may present to operating them day to day. We are building out an internal property management company. Um, we're not a fan of other people managing our stuff. No one cares about you what you do. And then we also dispose of our own assets. So when investors invest with us, it's not uh, just a syndication company. We are a full service. We do the entire thing. So Scott, um, you know, there's some people listening now that um, that are they're, they're definitely in the in the space to invest. And just to give you um, just give them an idea of if they're the right type of uh, client to to reach out. Um, what type of investors do you typically take on? What kind of um, projects do you like working on? Give us a little bit more there. No, outstanding. So we at Spartan we look at a couple different asset classes. We're kind of alternative guys. We don't do anything in residential. No multifamily, uh, that, that's basically it. No multifamily, no condos, no uh, house flips, none of that type of stuff. We look at uh, kind of alternative asset classes. Our primary driver right now of our investments is self-storage with RV parks coming in close second. And then we've partnered with a firm that will operate the opportunity, but it's a mobile home park development. Uh, that's kind of why we're, we've got some partners in there that like the residential space where we don't necessarily like that. All of our investments fall in either the opportunistic, such as land development, or maybe a tertiary market reposition, or value add. Uh, that might be where we're expanding a current storage facility in a secondary market, uh, or purchasing a Class A asset at CFO, Certificate of Occupancy, which basically means it's empty and we have to lease it up which makes it a very bad deal. So those are the types of deals that we look at. So, you know, going into 2020, I mean, obviously year by year markets change. Um, what, any kind of trends you're noticing in your alternative space and, and kind of some of the deals you've been reviewing? Yeah, it's starting to get to where uh, the cap rates are expanding a little bit. So there's more and more deals kind of coming to market, especially in the self-storage. Self-storage kind of had its, its heyday in 2016, 2017. Uh, the cap rates are still amazingly strong, and self-storage is still a very strong asset, but 
one of the things that we're seeing, and it's you got to be very, very careful if you're a novice, novice investor in self-storage, make sure you go out there and you find somebody to partner with to help you because, you know, when things are fantastic, what happens? Well, everybody jumps on the ship, right? So we've seen some overdevelopment in certain areas. Now, self-storage is a very micro market. Uh, generally, the, the heuristic is the one, three, five mile drive time. Uh, people, they, when they first stop, people don't like to go very far to get it. So you can find those little tiny pockets, even in a sea of red, if you're looking for it. But you have to have some very, very kind of intimate knowledge of your market and then also just being really experienced and operator if you're going to go after some of these deals in more of the, uh, I'll say, crowded markets, but there's still some a bunch of opportunities in secondary and tertiary markets. Any geographies you like, you like or you're looking at? So we look at, we have a business intelligence function within Spartan. We've got an intelligence analyst that has done what's called market reduction, and we have certain market criteria that we have analyzed all of the CBSAs, core-based statistical areas across the United States. And we have selected 159 of them in 31 states across the U.S. that have the market fundamentals that we are looking for. So there's, you know, when you're, when you're in a net asset class, if you're in multifamily, there's, there's a lot of deals everywhere. There's, there's apartments everywhere. With self-storage, yeah. uh, there's only uh, approximately 55,000 storages across the United States. Oh, wow. So there's a, there's a limited supply. There's a lot more coming online now, but there's a limited supply, so you, you have to ha have almost a national. If you're going to build a company like Spartan is building, you're going to have to have a national look. So that's kind of where we look. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that being said, um, you know, there's also some investors here that – are just getting started. Um, so let's talk just for a moment or two to the younger investor. Um, now, I don't. My my initial thought, and I haven't I, I, I've been talked to many um, many people that specialize only in that alternative class. But my initial thought is this isn't probably that isn't probably the route they want to go at first. They're probably that younger, brand new investor. They're probably better off at those um, at those smaller deals and those um, and staying in the residential side of things. Am I right there or am I off? I just want to get a feel for them. I think that's a double-edged sword. I think I think mm. you're right and you are off. And and here's okay. why. If you're going to do it on yourself, I want mm -hmm. by yourself, I 100% agree with you. Uh, on the flip side, if you're willing to partner with a firm like Spartan and mm. kind of learn through, I'll call it osmosis or diffusion, uh, mm -hmm. through the practices that you know we do on a day-to-day -day basis, there can be some advantages there. Uh, with being a young investor, uh, you know, to do a you know single family flip or or even buy a single family rental, coming up with twenty five or thirty thousand dollars to be able to do that is a great way to get in there. And it while it's not the same, you still have to develop some of the same skills. Call it fifty percent. Sure. Develop the same skills of of understanding customer experience, understanding leasing, you know, tax stuff, all that all that stuff that's pretty standard across all real estate asset classes. You're not going to do a storage deal for fifty thousand bucks. That's no. that's just not going to happen, right? There are some smaller facilities out there. We're selling one right now that uh, is a little small for us. We got in our direct mail campaign, and we're selling it for six hundred and seventy-five thousand bucks. So with something like that, you could absolutely get in. And kind of how we position it is like, hey, you're buying like a really expensive house somewhere, right? 
So the, the, the downside is relatively limited. It's a cash flowing asset. So, you know, something like that, if you could find it, I, you know, a younger investor could dive into that. And mm-hmm. you got, I mean, there's, there's deals in Denver right now in the residential space. They're 800,000, 900,000, a million dollars for flips. Well, now you've got a self storage facility. Granted, it's in, uh, kind of the, the suburbs of Atlanta. So it's not necessarily Denver, but an opportunity for a younger investor to get in there. So it's, it's nuanced. That's awesome, um, and, and thank you for that insight. Uh, so, what do you think about um, self storage as a diversification for overall portfolios? Um, like, how does that play into things? Because I know there's a lot of people listening right now that have um, that have you know they own they own lots of multifamily, they own lots of maybe even single family, and they've heard a little bit about you know diversifying alternative classes or that alternative space like self storage, but they don't really know how that fits in their portfolio. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so we see self-storage as a hedging strategy. When you look back at the recapture rates, i.e. foreclosure rates, of all the commercial asset classes through, call it the last 20 years, there was only one that outperformed self-storage, and that was medical office. Otherwise, self-storage is considered a recession-resistant asset class. So why is that? Well, what happens when times are good? People go out and buy a bunch of stuff that they don't need. Well, they got to put it somewhere, <laughs> yes. right? Correct. I mean, like you go out and buy four wheelers and boats, yep. and you know, you buy a new furniture set, but you know that flower print that your mom gave you, you can't possibly throw that away because that'll <laughs> be can't. useful at some point in your future, right? It's or true. maybe you're, a, or maybe you're a baby boomer with a child who is a senior in high school this year, right? And they're going off to college next year. Well, they need that old flower print couch to take with them because you certainly don't want to give them something decent to take with them to college, right? <laughs> so what do you do with that? Do you put it in your garage? you put it in your attic? you put it in your basement? No, you put it in storage. But when times are bad and, you know, things are going to, you know, hack in a handbasket and, and folks are, you know, losing their homes or whatever, you don't necessarily want to get rid of all your stuff because, you know, you know, as Americans, we're tough and we're going to come back out of it. So eventually you're going to need that stuff. In addition, there's really good business sense to use it. So we have some of our businesses uh, that are right across the street from our facilities. Mm-hmm. Well, retail, although it's getting a bad rap in uh, kind of in all the news, retail is still really strong. It's just experiential retail, right? And that space is still $20, $25 a square foot, $40 a square foot if you're in you know, a, a really big, tough market, where self-storage historically is, uh, we don't really do it like retail, it's not from that, but if you, if, you compare Apple, if you try to compare apples to apples, you get $16 a square foot, $24 a square foot in a place like downtown like Dallas or New York City, right? Far, far cheaper than retail. So businesses, when they're booming, it's much cheaper to go take their co, you know, rent a thousand square feet of space at a storage facility to store their inventory than it is to store it in a very expensive uh, retail strip center. So self storage does really well when things are going, or does well when things are going well, and it does well when things are going bad as well. Man, that's awesome. Um, appreciate that primer and education on it, and and um, and, and explanation as a hedge strategy. Um, so Scott, that being said, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Spartan Investment Group or to connect, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Perfect. Uh, our website, www.spartan-investors.com, and there's an investor intake form 
or they can just reach out to me directly, and that's Scott at Spartan-Investors.com. And if it's specifically about becoming an investor with Spartan Investment Group, uh, they can reach out to Ryan at Spartan-Investment.com. Fantastic. Well, hey, Scott, really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and uh, all the great work that you're doing over Spartan Investment Group. And uh, thanks for coming back to the show, Reunion 2020 episode, getting all the guys back together is awesome. Um, and to the audience, as always, uh, thank you for tuning in. Hope you had a lot of fun with today and uh, got a lot out of this. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Scott, thanks again for coming on the show.